Welcome to Puto SAFC. It's Matt. And Clayton. And it is a dia, isn't it, Matthew? <laughs> isn't, isn't it, Matthew? It is. We're doing some day drinking at the Shad Pad. I'm watching a little Super Copa. I'm very excited that uh, we're doing this as a dia event. <laughs> this could be a new thing, Clayton. You know, I, I like I told you when I walked in, I'm feeling very uh, Buttermaker, like from, uh, from uh, Bad News Bears. Like rolling up with my cooler in the middle of the day, you know, talking to the neighbors out, like doing yard work and stuff while I'm getting ready to roll in here and drink some Lone Stars and, and do some potting. Hey, Love it's, it. it's hot in the summer. It's hot in the city. Here we are. It's good, man. It's good. And taxpayers, don't fret. I put in a good day today. Your tax dollars are, are safe and I'm doing my work. I promise. And my first day of work is Monday. So... I'm still getting paid, even though I'm on summer vacation. Yeah. What is this we're watching? The Supercopa? Yeah, Chelsea? this is this is a thing. Explain got, what this is. Got a little Chelsea Villarreal, the champions of the Champions League and the champions of the Europa League playing each other here on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. In the most meaningless game of the year. Right. Would you describe, like, if somebody didn't know anything about the Champions League and the Europa League, would you say it's like winning, like, the Division One college football Plays like plays the one double A would like the one double A champion. So what? Yes, I would. So what would that be? That would be uh, North Dakota State, Alabama, or something. Right, like one double A. Like a lot of times you get. Uh, oh, who is like Mary Harden Baylor? Are they are they one double A? They're not the champs. You're talking Sam Houston State Bearcats. Yeah. Well, no, I think Mary Harden Baylor does. Oh, you know what? They're Division Three. They play like in the Division Three. But yes, one double A would be someone like that. Yes. I'll look it up. Why don't you tell us about the music, Clayton? Yeah, so we're at the halfway point of the season. Oh, yeah! It's the mid-season spectacular! Yeah, exactly. Halfway, right? So did you get that? Like, I don't know if, like, I guess our fans wouldn't have gotten it until we explained them. But there's also the, the missing part and the, and the love part and the, 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 the lonesome heart part of it all. And it was a, kind of a double entendre because we haven't, we haven't potted in a couple of weeks. Been a couple weeks. Right, and so do they miss us as, as much as we miss them? Wow, Clayton, And I'm talking about our listeners. Clayton, we were pretty, I was pretty right here. Last year, Yeah. Sam Houston Bearcats, yeah. national champs, and Alabama. Right. That would be your super, super Copa of college football. Yeah. So they've missed us, we've missed them, and a little double entendre with the midseason review. Yeah, that's what we're doing. The, the, Who was that? Merle the, Haggard? No, that's Hank Williams Sr. Hank Williams. Yeah, that's the immortal. That's the immortal right there. <laughs> Well, it's good to be back at the pad. What was his what was his nickname? It was the uh the the something Shakespeare, the 
the Appalachian Shakespeare or something like that like was his nickname. But anyway, moving on. Halfway point of the season, more or less. And we, we figured, you know what, now would be a good time to talk midway, midway point of the season and, you know, maybe not focus on the, like, the last, all the individual games as much since we've, since, since we potted last time, but maybe go a little bit more big picture yeah. and then bring some small picture into it as well. Because, I mean, I went to Mexico. The Hillbilly Shakespeare. That's what he's the called. Hillbilly the Hillbilly Shakespeare. And I didn't coin that phrase. Like that. That's the Hillbilly Shakespeare. Go ahead. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I went to Mexico to end the summer and... The team went and played like four games in 12 days. That's a thing. Did not see that coming. That happened. Yeah, we don't look that far ahead in the schedule when we're talking about our pod and stuff like that. Well, I did look now and there's going to be one game on the road and then three straight home games. So this is a good time to exhale. Yeah. See where we're at and have some games upcoming at home. Because I think our listeners probably 90% go to home games and probably 90% don't watch road games. Yeah, I get that. I don't even know if anyone. So, so at this point in the season, SAFC is 6, 5, and 6. So that's, for those that don't know exactly, that's 6 wins, that's 5 losses, and that's 6 ties. Like, I, I, didn't, I don't always know that, but like they put ties at the end. So it's 6 wins, 5 losses, 6 ties. So that's... Uh, that's 17 games. And it's a 32-game season, right? They have uh, 15 games left. Yeah. So we, are right, so we are right where we need to be in the middle, in the, in the middle of things. And I think this is a good time to tell our, talk to our listeners about this kind of stuff. And we'll, we'll talk some numbers, you know, like where we've been and like what the numbers say. And then we'll also talk some individual stuff as, as well. we'll oh, talk, yeah. You were really happy. You went and got some statistics. Here, well, I, I hadn't done a lot of work like the, recently. And I, it doesn't mean my enthusiasm was down, but like I hadn't been coming over here with notes and stuff like that. I've just oh. been kind of going, just kind of winging it, you know. And oh, huge goal, goal for the yellow submarine, the yellow submarine. Well, let's get a Pulisic winner here. That's yeah. what I want. So, um, you, so we're gonna do your statistics. Well, I mean, not, I just thought there some was, midseason updates. I like the record. Yeah, starting on the right foot. Then we're gonna try and do our. Top three players each. Yes. And then pleasantries and disappointments. And yeah. I, I think we'll just leave that chat hanging until we get <laughs> to it. And they'll pique your interest, listener Dave. What are these pleasantries and disappointments? Right. So at the midway point in the season, we've scored 25 goals for. we got 25 goals for, which is 10th in the league. And we've given up. And we've given up 20 goals for a plus five goal difference. That's about right for for what what our record is. And like looking at back on the season, you know that kind of stuff. There were a couple of things that stood out for me when I was and I got on the USL website and like they keep pretty heavy statistics and like much more in depth than I ever thought that they would. But it's become very much a part of the conversation when we watch a game these days, hasn't it, Matthew? Hasn't hasn't haven't things like conversion rate. Did you and, find your our expected goals for the season, Clayton? Yeah, like the, Did, were you able no, to find that? I, no, I don't have that. I but like, like XG. But like, I I don't know if I'd ever heard conversion rate before. Ever talked about when we watch games on a on the big screen? Possession. Like, yeah, like possession, you'll hear about right. You'll you'll hear about like fouls shots. committed and shots and stuff like that. Corners. But like conversion rate has become a thing that what's like, conversion rate. I, I don't know. That's exactly, and that's kind of what I want. What I, what, I'll tell you what I think it is. 
I think it's the number of shots on goal or the number of shots and then the number of goals you've scored. And that would yes. be – And is, do you think that's what it is? That sounds appropriate. Or would it be like – they also have like expected goals thing. That's a that's thing. That's what I'm just asking about. Is it Right. I don't know what that is. Expected goals is if you shoot uh, – eat. Oh, do we want to get in? No, I just, I just would like – I just want you to – the reason I'm bringing it up is numbers have become very much a part of this game, haven't okay. they? Yes. And like they talk about them on the like they box soccer pregame. Yes. Game. Well, they and you know like the, the like Taylor Twelman will talk about it and stuff like that. They'll I, use. I love the uh, Bundesliga. They'll have every game expected goals is kind of how many goals should you have scored given the chances you got. Right. Like that. And maybe where the players are in their. Their positions in the Bundesliga, they show where they've been as an aggregate in the game. Yeah. And that's a really interesting thing to look at. So so I, I looked at that kind of stuff. So we are 19th in the league in conversion rate. Like, that's, there's, so that's there, middle there's the only 20-something teams. There's only 20. 32. Uh, there's 32 teams, right? Yeah. But we're fifth in shots overall. And like maybe that's yeah. some, maybe that's something that we like total shots taken. Wow. Maybe maybe that's something we talk about that comes up when we're when we're talking about stuff. But that was something that ju- that jumped out jumped out at me. I wonder where we are on shots conceded. Well, the, I I kind of get into the I'll, I'll cut the um, with regards to possession of the ball. This is something that was very we're we're 29th in passes. Completed out of thirty-two and, teams, and absolutely last in passing accuracy. So not only are, are we not even trying to pass the ball, when we do try to pass the ball, we're dead last in it. That's kind of what that says to me, and that's something that jumped. That's something that jumped out at me, and like, and like that. That maybe goes into things that we've talked about before. Like, you know, the way we're playing right now is, you know, we bang the ball forward, try to pressure, win the ball. And then and then get a quick chance, right? Like we've talked about that, yes. And so maybe that reflects the way we're trying to play. You know, someone has to be last in everything, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a close sum game. Someone must come up in last place in the league. But to be five hundred, to be in third place currently, and to have the last place in a category is surprising. Yeah. Um, you know, that doesn't really jive. It doesn't add up. Yes, exactly. There you go. To be last in anything and then be a winner, they don't they don't equate. Yeah. There you go. Very rarely do you see here a, 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 a team in the NFL win the Super Bowl that has is all offense and no defense. Like the, the, those old D- San Diego well, Chargers teams with Dan Fouts. They would, it, it would be like... Or Dan Marino's teams. Le- most turnovers in the NBA, and yet you're a 500 team. There you, you go. Know? It's like, how are you doing that? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Good. I think that's a good perspective to put it in. Like That like if you expect to be... Um, one of the top teams in the league, you can't be last at something. You have to, yeah. you have to excel, especially something as, um, as de- like pass. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. There's there's weird quirky stats that you can't explain, like blocked shots. Maybe you're last in blocked shots, and you can't explain yeah. why why that would be. But passing is a pretty integral part of the game. It, you don't need to be first in possession. It doesn't say who wins, but to be last. There you go. Not a yes. good sign. Not a yeah. good sign. And, that, and that's 44% possession like for the season okay. so far. And I think that's a huge dramatic upswing from where we are maybe maybe 8 to 10 games into the season. Remember how like Hankinson and other people would talk about like uh, San Antonio dead last in possession? Like, like, we right, literally yeah. only had like 30-something possession of the... Like, so we've gone up. 
Okay. And, and we'll get into that as we as we move along also. And then something that you and I have both alluded to, this is and this is the last kind of numbers thing that I that I'll that I have off the top of my head or want to talk about specifically, is um we've talked about fouls, the fouling and kind of the general thuggery of us. So we are absolute first in the league in fouls conceded. Oh, that's and, so and, not surprising. And second and second in the league in yellow cards. So I, I call that uh what do I used to call that? Chip chippy. Yeah. Too chippy. Can you or or can you just put it down to bad defending? No. Like, like did like No chippiness. Because it could be out of bounds. Well you know, we got a red card off the field this year. And then I went onto our specific website, the SAFCs, and they keep their statistics and they have them out there. You know who our second in fouls is? Patino. Like he's only played like eight games. Exactly. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So he's like second on the team in fouls committed, and like your forward committing fouls up top. What is that? That's that's leaving your foot in too long. Like being an being an asshole. Well, you know, be, a, being like the Kirk Gibson of soccer, like the guy that nobody wants to play against, but everybody wants on their team. It's setting kind of the thing. tone. Yeah. Okay. And, you have a much more positive spin on it. Now, I also have like. Ollie Watkins stepping on the guy's foot in this last game with like an extra time and almost conceding a penalty. You know, there's it, there's the, think, there's those types of fouls as well. I think when it comes from a forward, it's setting the tone. But I have complained to say it's too chippy. So yeah. setting the tone can be bad. It doesn't have to be good. Yeah. Like calm the hell down. <laughs> it's sure we've seen we've seen enough of the game like that. You're like like that that second game of the season where we're up two zero. And and Patino gets the red or whoever gets the red card on the sideline, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden we fucking we ended up tying two two. Yes, you know yeah. that that there's we've had our share of that, and then we have had our share of tactical like uh, Doyle fouls. We'll call them we'll call them Do- we'll call them Doyles. <laughs> what did you say is Patino second on the team in fouls? Yeah, who leads the team in fouls? Um, it is, um, it's uh, it's Gleedle. It's Gleedle. Really? And, and, and I'll talk and I'll get into that. Super surprised. Well, and I'll get into that. Well, when we start you? talking about individuals and okay. stuff like that, that's okay. that's but good good segue, maybe. All right. Good segue. You want to go into top three players of the first half of the year? Okay. Are we are we defining what top is, or is it however you define it? However you and I Lovely. Good, okay. Now, do you want to start with your third or your first? I didn't rank them. I didn't I didn't rank them. Okay. I and and we weren't explicit about well, it. Then I'll go first. Okay. How about there we that? go. Okay. Since you gave the stats. Yeah. Number one for me. Top guy. Yeah. Matty Ballgame. Matt Cardone. He's our keeper. Mr. Consistent. He got to be the captain for a moment. But you know what, Clayton? He's played every game. Has he played every minute? Every minute of every game. Every minute of every game. Every minute of every sanctioned USL game. And, and oh, good. For me... The definition is that without him, we would have less points this year. He has earned us points. Every, yes, and every, I know that I know I know. Listener Dave is just sitting at home cringing, like going, "Oh, come on, guys!" But man, he um, sixty I, more numbers. I'll, I'm going to be the numbers guy. This, you know, like I'm going to be that go guy. Bean. Yeah, I'll be that guy. Um, 60 saves. Uh, I think he leads the USL in total saves. Wow. Yeah. Take that, listener, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I think he leads the USL in total saves. And, like, not only that, we can also, like, sit there and go, we can remember at least on on one hand the total number, like, where we're like, 
dude, he just saved us right there. Like literally, like like where the game was could have gone would have swung the entire different way if he didn't make that save. Like where he comes out and he stops a one v one when we're down one zero, mm-hmm. he makes a save and then we come back and tie it up, or we're up t- two to one. And in the last minute of the game, we give up a stupid foul, and he makes a save. Like uh, mm-hmm. he did that against Colorado. Like, uh, at, or we're we're up two to one. Sorry, listeners, we're back at Shattuck. Uh, someone called me, and that interrupted the podcast. Don't know. call yeah. while we're podding. It's the middle of the day. Don't call me. I'm busy. <laughs> um, Manny Cardone, you were saying. So, yeah, and I, oh yeah, I was trying to say like it's two to two to one. We give up the tying goal. And then for all they come in and it's it's going to be a loss because they're about to score and he makes a save. Yeah, like, those are points. So all three of those scenarios that we laid out like are all why he should be in your top three, and he was in my top three. He's my numero now. So I didn't rank I didn't rank them, but he he was yes, like he probably would have been He's making my, it. He probably would have been would have been my number one, not because of the exceptionalism, but because there's no other. There's really no other clear number one. Like, are you trying to tell me that you had a debate between your number one and your number two? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. All right, so should I go? I think you should. You, you want me to go? So I have... Um, I have... Uh, and this is what's killing me. <laughs> I have Cam Lindley. Uh-huh. Like, Cam Lindley is in there. So started 17 games. He's... Uh, all he's 17. Pl- all 17 games. He has played uh, the most minutes of anybody. He's played 1,469 minutes. And he's been uh, the one constant in the midfield the entire season. And losing PC and moving people around and kind of changing formations all the time. And having a different back four every single game. You know, like, and you're the guy that's supposed to be protecting those guys and not knowing... And he's the vocal guy. He's the vocal captain on the field. He's the vocal leader. Like, Maloney is back now, and that's kind of, you know, helped a little bit. But he's had to come in and, and be the vocal leader, I think. And, like, you know, you hear them, come on, boys. You know, let's come on, get after it. Let's do this. Let's toughen up, that kind of stuff. And um, he's been he's been good when we've had the ball. Yeah. And I meant, like, he... He, I checked his passing accuracy. He's like yeah. second or third. He, you know, he, he does a lot of different things. Clayton, I, he's in my top three as well. So I have backup. Choices. Okay, good. All right. He, I didn't think he would be, but you know, he he'll challenge the goalie occasionally. Yes. He puts through a good through ball. He's got six yellow cards, but they've been in like normal, like nothing feisty. Yes, exactly. He plays it wide well. He'll play. He'll control the ball a little. He plays good D. He's kind of a little bit of everything. And you just you just want him out there. He's not. You know? He may be not superlative at anything. I like. But he's not bad at anything. If I if I saw the lineup sheet come out, and and I or I saw the starting lineup, and I saw that he wasn't in it, I wouldn't necessarily be aghast. But then I would wreck. I, but then as the game, I would miss him, and yeah. I would be like, I would be like, yeah, we can, we need him. A little worried. Yeah, be a little yeah, worried. We, yeah, we need him. Be a little worried. Yeah, exactly. So the, so like you, you know and like. I'm I'm so happy with steady in this like the, I I would I I would I would be okay with with flashy and exciting and stuff like that but you know it's like I'm kind of these days I'm kind of the let's walk down there and and have sex with all the cows you know like you know the the father son the the father bull and the son bull 
that are at the top and one of them says, hey, dad, let's run down there and, and blank us one of those cows. And the father says, why don't we walk down there and blank all of them? You know, like I'm more, I'm more of the dad these days. And so Lindley is my, let's just walk down there and blank all just of them. blanking all the cows? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Punching all the buttons. You know, on a team where the last time I checked, 47 games missed by injury, we're 6, 5, and 6, so we're one game above 500 in a season with a crap ton of injuries. Like, it's what stands out to me, too, is the consistent guys who are there and play and play well. Yeah. That's a good segue to my next pick. Do it. Marcus Epps. Okay, good. Want to call him Omar. His name's Marcus. Yeah. And I've been going on about this kind of all season to you and whoever comes to the Puro tailgate. Like, he's just always a 7 or an 8 out of 10. He's he's never great. He's never perfect in scoring four goals. He never scored a hat trick like Patino. But he shows up. He's in the team. He's smart. He plays hard. He plays good offense. He, plays, he works on defense. You know what you're getting, and it's never bad. Like yeah. Matt Cardone. So I guess I'm going with... Hey, on a team full of a bunch of players who have gotten injured and showed up and not showed up and had streaks and unstreaks, like the guys that you know are going to do a job and be okay. And he hasn't been freak out guy. He hasn't panicked. We haven't seen him do anything silly Mm-mm. and lash out at anybody. He doesn't provoke you, you, anybody. You know, he um and he gets he takes a lot of touches on the ball, so he gets hit. You know what I'm saying? He draws a lot of fouls. He's um. You know, but he he shoots like yeah. he'll take shots. Here's another. I'll go back to the stats a, a little bit. Like, um, and where was it? Um, we have zero goals scored outside the box. They keep that stat in on the USL. Like, where all your goals come from? We don't have one goal from outside the box. And I remember him distinctly. Like, he's only he's only scored. Um, he scored two for us. Couple of and he's taken twenty four shots. But, like, he'll, he'll take those shots outside the box. And we don't really have anybody else that'll do that, that'll test the keeper, really. Like, and and he, he can be dangerous in different places. How about that? That's another thing as well. He's a headache. That? Yeah. I like when him and Gallegos switch wings. Yeah. So he's flexible. They did, that, they did that in this last game. He's been kind of all over the field this year in positions. Yes. But he never sticks out as a negative. For sure. Like, and even in those um, those games where we were like, why is in our entire team on three fourths of the like way of the like he would work his ass off to get back out wide when they would switch the field, you know, and stuff like that? Like he does the defensive work as well, you know. It's not just like oh, I, I take some chances and I lose it and I put my hands on the hip and yeah, you know. I think if you had an Epps on either side playing outside, we'd be a better team, mm. you know. But we well, only like got that. one Epps. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he was on my on my list as well. Yep. And you know, I figured backups. We, I, I figured we'd have some, and I do. I have <laughs> I have I have one. So our top our top three, we kind of. Well, go ahead. We're in agreement on so far. Really. So I get um I have one on my best of, and if we had done a worst of, he'd probably be on there as well. Yeah. I think I know who you mean. Nathan. Yeah. Nathan is there. Yeah. You know, like it's hard to argue, like rule of recency. Rule is it our, our recency bias? Yeah, recency bias. That's what it's called. Recency bias. Oh, oh, come on, pull the pull sick. Pull the sick. Oh, yeah, oh, he's up, guys. He was going to Nathan would. Uh, Nathan. Um, 
Yeah. Six goals, like no, so, so seven goals, like all coming in the last like three or four games. Month of July, yeah, all of his goals. I no, think. Nominated for Player of the Month in July. I think he won for Player USL. Of the month. Did he? I, I voted for him. I got on there and voted. <laughs> I did. I did. I go on the USL website every day and vote for for SAFC players. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, uh, three braces or two braces or three braces. I think already, like most in SAFC already. You know. Um, uh, didn't give so first ten games of the season didn't give us anything. Didn't, and we even mentioned this in one of the like, man, he hasn't been very good. He hasn't shown us anything so far, right? Nothing. So I mean, he could also go on worse stuff. Did he the, get kicked out of a game or did he get injured? That he got injured. That was Patino that it got won the red out of, card out of bounds. That oh, one did, was that him. I think it was Nathan. Oh, the second game. Yikes. Is that South American bias by me? Like or me? Uh, no, it just. Uh, I mean, I thought it was Patino, but. Patino no. got the one in Colorado Springs yes. that we were at. I think yes. I think it was Nathan that got that. And that kind of threw off the beginning of the season because we lost points. He had yes. to sit out a game. He comes back and everyone's kind of like, oh, this guy. Yeah. No, that's a good point. But he's he's been um, – he hasn't been – he missed a couple of chances. Didn't, we, didn't you see him miss a sitter right there in front of you like the last home game we were at? Harder than it looked. Right. It was behind him a little bit. Yes. Yes. Is that what it was? And that's why he lifted it over. And it was against El Paso, right? Like the yeah, game. Last ended, home game. Yeah, that we ended up not not we ended up losing. Was one zero or two to one. Yeah, it was two to one when the Luna kid when oh. when the Luna kid just clowned Deplanya or whoever. And um and that, man, that was a great take by that kid right there. I don't know who he is. Alonzo. Woo oh, is that really? Yeah. Um anywho, uh He's he he hasn't been spectacular. What been, is he? Is but, he a forward but, or is he a midfielder? Here's why he goes on my list. Okay. Here's why he goes on my list because Patino got hurt, who is supposed to be the man, and Nathan stepped up. There was a, maybe a little little gap, like where it was kind of like, ah, what's going on here? But man, we needed we needed goal. Where were the goals going to come from? Yeah, and he stepped up, man, and like, and so good. Yes, is like, he, are you putting him at forward if you're the coach? Or are you putting him? Behind a forward, I think he's a nine like Patino is. I think he's a he's a standalone guy up top because there's been a lot of Dylan with Nathan. Lately. He hasn't shown me like Nathan like taking people on. He's very good at no. that kind of. It's it's the kind of same. It's the kind of same Patino getting the right spot. You know, like maybe I'll make a run. He gets him behind on the back shoulder. Yeah, yeah. like Gallegos More has played than- him two or three balls through that he's finished. He's played him a couple of balls that he hasn't finished. Also, more but- than Patino. Yeah, Patino was more just get to the spot like Lineker, just fucking just Smart vulture goals, vulture yeah. goals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was on my backups. I got one more. Yeah. Do you have another one? I do. Okay. I hope we don't have the same one. You know, I, this is a last second edition. But we didn't talk about this. We didn't okay. talk about it before. We talked about what we wanted to do, yeah. but we didn't talk specifics. Well, I got one more. You mentioned him earlier. Seventeen games. Sam Guido. Yeah, it's the same. I it's mean, the, it's the same, man. We're we're watching the same game. The this is more. I'm not gonna go Epps. Sorry, Sam, but he's always a six or a seven. He's always just good enough, and he's made that right back position his own. He's not a big plus, but he's never a big negative. Like I, you I, never say, "Get him out of the game," or "What's he doing?" He may get turned here and there. Yeah, but you know, it's a and long he may season. be out of position some as well. It's a long season. There's a lot of plays. Man, he's gonna like he's made that right back position his own. 
Yeah. Right? Because he's the back he's, line where no one has made their position. Exactly. Though. Exactly. He is the back. He's the right back now. There's and no, that's all there is to it. Of those four or five, the only person I know that's going to be there is Gleadle. Yeah, exactly. He's either going to play either further up as more of a wing back or he's going to be or he's going to be in the back four. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're exactly right. And that, that's why he came in and he sees that. And he's like, you know what? Like, this is where I need to be. This is this is where you want me because we played him in the middle middle some like like as a as a pivot yes with oh. um and then he played on the left I think once or twice uh-huh. as well but I mean he started every game oh because we put Deplan out on the right yes remember what's well, like Epps if we had two Gleedles we'd have a left and a right back and we'd be just fine mm-hmm. and then we could have Gallegos go mix it up and Nathan and be great but we don't we've only got one Gleedle and only got one Epps. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more names? Um, no, that was it. That was Ooh. my. I had four. Uh, I'm sorry, I had five, and that's it. Same, same five guys. Wow, man. So, do you want to delve into the um, three least valuable, or be, or do you want to do like any? Do you, do you want to go negative like that, or do you want to keep it? You want to keep it positive and well, steady. Next, we're gonna do pleasantries and disappointments. Okay. So, so uh, you could you allow oh, yeah. an individual player within your disappointment. Worst three players, that's too savage. No, they yeah. know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if, if if names get mentioned with regards to kind of a, a larger picture, then then that's being you know because nothing is anybody's fault. You know what I'm saying? Like we we don't have the record we do because one person has been bad. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't do that. You can't say that. Okay. Right. Uh, and that kind of seems like what we'd be doing if we did a three worst. Yeah, okay. Worst. No three worst. Okay. Pleasantries and disappointments. So pleasantries is surprises, and disappointments is disappointments. Yeah. Which would you like to start with? Um, what do you got? I'm having such a good day. I want to, go, I want to be pleasant. Okay. Be pleasant. I, I, want to, I want to be pleasant. The overall game experience at the SAFC game so far this season, I... I think the only game that I have missed is one of the Mexican games. Ooh. I think I've made every home game in addition to a um, in addition to one away game and the USL. By the game- way, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. No penalty kicks. Chelsea and Villarreal going extra time. Yeah, give us some extra soccer today. Why not? Pulisic did force a save during one of your player talks. So just you know, he had a shot on the right. I'm gonna- saved. So no, the, no, no, don't watch. Keep going. The, over, the, the overall game experience has been really nice so far. I'm talking just like... And once you learn to just go bleep when you put your ticket in the Well, that, that, that working? The, oh, I said overall game experience. That doesn't mean that everything is copacetic. That's in, that's, that's there. But I've just, everything's been great so far this season. And like coming, pe- bringing people back, you know, and... um. And like pretty seamless transition. I haven't seen it be stressful or anything like that. So get out, go see a game if you haven't been, you know, if you haven't been yet this season. You mean it's like sense of normalcy? Yes. Yes. I don't I, I'm gonna get a disappointment on that same front then. Okay. I was thinking players, but we say it like that. I don't know. There's been some games where I'm like, huh. So this is our team. And this is soccer, and this is USL. Well, and I live in a minor league city. Well, but and that's back to like, is this how I want to spend ninety minutes of my life? Is that how I want to spend my Saturdays? It is enjoyable. 
Um, I don't think it's the team's fault, though. I think maybe I'm just struggling to, like, return to normalcy at times. So, they have that new bar up at the, like, right above your section. Like, that's a full bar. Humongo bar? Yeah, like, I don't know what it's called, but, like, um, it's right there behind your section, behind the goal. And it's got a fully stocked bar. And, like, I like getting a cocktail, like, on my way over to the, over to my seat. I didn't know they had cocktails there. Yeah, dude, they have full, right there. Yes, like, so you don't have to go up to the swanky, it used to just be beer anymore. Yeah, it used to just be beer. Now it's full, Uh, and it's not, like, a fully stocked, like, you're gonna, like, can I see your, what Japanese whiskeys you have? You know, like, not like that, but, I mean, like, if you want to get a vodka drink, you know, like, if you want to get a vodka Red Bull before you go boo Riley at the, (laughs) (laughs) uh, my boy, and, one of the pl- one of the pleasantries of this season is my boy going to games and uh, and him like asking me like when do we get to go boo somebody that's at an SCFC game now. <laughs> that, well, one pleasantry for me has been uh, the leak coming here. So what was it, July twenty twenty first? Yeah, we hosted the board of governors meeting. All the execs were there. They took over the uh, lunchtime soccer deck up top. Uh huh. They, we let them have it for the week, <laughs> and they did what fireworks and flames. It was, dude. It was pyrotechnics, man. My boy, I like mean, the Charlie's eyes just lit up. It was like you could. Eat, it was like a Bunsen burner going off. It was like poof, poof, poof. There were bells on the whistles, I think. Yeah, and that the was electronic great. scoreboards. That was good because the last, yeah, uh, signboards. Yeah. Last year we were supposed to have the All Star Game, and that didn't happen. And it didn't happen this year either. Still a pandemic, but. That's a pleasantry that it shows that we're in the forefront. We're a big, we're a big cow in Cowtown. Yeah, or whatever the saying goes. Like we're not New York Red Bulls too, who we're playing this Saturday. Like we're one of the foundational members of the league, right? Yeah, we're a big deal in the NFL. And, and you know what? They're keeping it. They're keeping it classy with making it a decent event. Like they're not playing music like eh, 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 like while they're out there playing and stuff. Like making it seem like it's uh, like roller derby. You yeah, know? and like I know they do that in Las Vegas, and like yeah, maybe for Las Vegas that's Las fine. Vegas. Yeah, there you go. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you, you can do that and maintain some integrity, but with San Antonio, that's not that's not that's not the way we maintain our integrity. We need a flyover. That's, that's not Pudos. That's not Pudos San Antonio. No, Pudo SA would be a flyover. Right, like Randolph is right there. Some guys you know in, in uh, parachutes. Yeah. Military Appreciation Night. Yeah, that's what we are. Why are we not getting parachuting? I mean, I know enough special forces guys; they could parachute in, in formation. <laughs> Why is the team doing that on right. military appreciation? Yeah, I don't want to see a promposal. I want to see. I mean, let one of those guys go. Yeah, you. We're giving you free tickets, but you have to parachute in because you know they give all those tickets away, like to those. Like, although I haven't seen much of that this season. No, like, the military people. No, come in. But you know, the military's taking COVID pretty seriously. Oh yeah, good point. So, um. Okay. But but yeah that but that that's the thing. So I I got a disappointment, mm. um, and we kind of alluded to it in talking about the individual players. But just the rash of injuries, man. Is it is it because the game is that rough? Is it not being played at the right level? Are are we not? Do our professional players not know how to tackle appropriately, or do we not have a great training staff? Like what is what is going on? You know, like let's see. No, no, yes, no, yes. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Like, I know what so disappointment, saying. injuries, where does it come from? What's the problem? Hmm. Playing style contributes. You think like the banging it up top and then trying to clear space and shut people down 
Uh, and like that, oh. that lends itself to yeah I didn't even mean that but yeah I do that's good and also the like just the chippiness like if I step on you you're gonna step on me and the eye for an eye nature of some of our players but don't you think these professionals like are they not professional enough to know like when to not go in for a challenge you know what I'm saying like if you we watch, watch a game like this us? Yeah, I mean, we it's... We fuck people up. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's it, but do you think that's part of the plan? Yes. Okay. Last year was about commitment and family and all this, and we're still at that commitment level, but golly! <laughs> would you want to play mid, center mid for the other team against us? Yeah, I mean, like, like... Be a creative player against us? I mean, the, it's like... It's, it's kind of like... It's got to be kind of like the Raiders, right? Like how the Raiders were known as, like, getting penalties, and they took pride in that to a certain extent and stuff like that. I mean... Once again, we are at the top of fouls conceded. Like, that's not just clumsiness. That's not, right? That's, there's got to be something to that. So right? many of them are unnecessary. Yeah. So I mean, many. <laughs> I mean, we got a red card out of bounds, Clayton. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can hog tie on that one and say disappointment yeah. to me. Connor Maloney only played five games this year because of injuries. Yeah. Boy, we look so much better with him in the lineup. So how much have you gotten to watch since he's been back? So he's primarily been back since you've been gone, right? Like, he may have played that game. Yeah. Like maybe... I've watched enough to see the difference. Yeah. It's obvious in 10 seconds. Yep. That there's just someone out there who's... Is like... You know, a player returns and everyone goes, okay, good. Yeah, he's... it's And, like, his pass completion rate is like 80 something percent and the next closest person's is like 60 something and granted it's a small sample size but like that's who he is like I'm going to do the hard work then when I get it I'm going to give it to someone that can be creative and then I'm going to try to move up the field and you know what I'm saying like simple yeah, yeah. don't don't overcomplicate it yeah and poor Lima is just not a left back so, I mean, it would be great to have a third outside back to cover yeah. for them. Hey, I want to backtrack a couple of minutes. And I know we always end up talking about this. Would Jose Gallegos fall more towards your top three or your bottom three? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Not till the 30th minute do we bring up Jose Gallegos. <laughs> He's in a disappointment for me. Okay. Um, two things. Lack of production. And maybe I don't want to blame him because it was apparent he had an injury. He was playing limited minutes. He was getting triple teamed. But production is different. Like, he just wasn't... He didn't get his first goal or assist till that... Till like four or five games ago. Until July. Yeah. And also the no transfer. Like, you thought... We thought he would get transferred to Europe. Yep. We thought we'd be lucky to see him play at all. And I'll tell you what. The last month, we've been lucky to see him play because he's back. But the first three months of the season, there's just no production. Maybe that's not on him. It could be a team thing, could be a position thing, could be an injury team thing, but... Well, and lately there has been production, but lately there's also been a lot of giveaways, a lot of um, him making, in my my estimation, poor decisions. Really? Like, trying to take too many people on. Lately? Like, lately. Like, even when he has been, get like, so he, in this game, um... In this game against RGV this weekend, he gets fouled in the box. And Nathan... Oh! Pulisic had a chance to win it. Win it. That was a tough one. Ooh. You're going to see the replay. Yeah, I didn't get to see it. Watch it. It's under his feet. Real bad. Christian Pulisic, 99th minute. Running through on a deflection. Ooh. 
He got top heavy though. He should do better with that. Or or take it left footed. Yeah. Or take it left footed. But it's the ricochet makes it hard. Yeah. No, it is. I'm always a justifier. It's but um, but yeah, man, he's been uh, says a lot that he has not come up in the first half hour of our mid season review. Well, and I was interested to see if, like, that's the, the question I asked. Like, he would be closer to my bottom three as well, like than, than my than my top three. Yeah. And that and that's not like he needs to be. You know, he's a professional player now. And oh, too many touches. He uh, he's a professional player now, and he needs to be not. He needs to be able to shoulder criticism. Yes, huh. and and you know, I think if you told him before the season you're going to have two goals and three assists at halfway, he would have been saying, "No, that's disappointing." Yeah. Okay. So it's not unfair. The circumstances are the circumstances, but the production is not there. For yeah. The best young player in the league. Um. I've got another positive. I want to end on a positive note for me. Team moves. We talked about this. Like, how SAFC has done good. Like, making team moves to make the team better throughout the season and not give up and stuff like that. Um, Picking up uh, the ABU. uh, Yeah, you cannot wheeze the... No more wheezing the juice. Like, (laughs) you cannot mix the flavors. Like, uh, (laughs) Muhammad Abu... With with PC going down, who goes in the d- disappointments category? Yeah. Not for any other reason other than just guy gets hurt and can't play. Like this guy has made things very different and has probably the reason that our possession has jumped up ten to fifteen points. Like because he's had the ball and the way that we're playing the game, we're not playing the same way since he's now part of the team. Possession is that? going up. Right. It's a noticeable difference. Huge pickup. Yeah. Abu, he was almost in my top three players. I know, right? And he's only played about four games. Yeah. But everything's changed. Safety's back. And he's not always great, spectacular, anything like that. But, like, he, he's got something that we've been missing. And whether it was because they didn't want to play that way or whatever. But... He with, may be no better than PC. Right. But he's healthy. And PC's hurt, so... And he's all over the field, man. He, he challenges every, like, when there's a guy that's like, six inches taller than him, he's jumping up and trying to win a header, you know? He commits fouls at the right point in time. He does... He, he'll, he'll spray a 40-yard ball out wide. He's got the like, attack. He doesn't lose possession and put us in, put us in counterattack-like positions. No. You know, he's... He, he, like, he's, he's... And that was a team move. They went out and did that... And I don't know whether they made it like they had to sit down and it was like, "Hey, coach, we gotta, we gotta. This guy's available. It may mean that you have to change the way that you want to play, or you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how that conversation. If they have a conversation with him about it, or it's just like he shows up at practice, like we signed this guy. He's, you know, you figure out how to play him. You see what I'm getting at? Like, how do you think that works? Uh, talk to Tim Holt in the Sky Bar next week. I yeah. guess. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe he would be have to be the one to maybe he listened to the podcast <laughs> and he heard us talking about how for the last eighteen months we're de- we're not good enough in center midfield yeah and that's not an individual criticism of any player who plays center midfield or the general manager no yeah. but a lot of two guys a lot of space just like screaming yeah we're getting beasted in the middle yeah Hayden Partain last year great center midfielder didn't hardly play yeah you know, get. 
just get guys like that you know, on the field, in the game, healthy, mm-hmm. and play them. Uh, well, I, I've got a surprise. Okay. Because it was pleasantries to Slash me. Slash surprises. Yeah, to me, I took that as surprises. We're in third place. Back in the playoff picture. Back that, in the playoff. That's a pleasantry. Position. For sure. Third place after all this. For sure. Like, let's be, let's be real right now. So far, this season's a disappointment. Disappointing. Yes. Disappointing. Like, overall, we're, we're trying to keep things pleasant. We like things to be pleasant. We don't want things to be disappointing. But if we're being honest analytically with our journalist hats on or whatever. Or actually, I, that would be editorial. For our but, players that we have. Yes. The stature of the team. Like, the USL wants us to be at the top, right? <laughs> like, they, they want us to be good. They're constantly writing articles about us on their website. Like, they but, had the meeting down here. You know, they want us to be a shining beacon of yes. the USL. Also surprising is that we're only two points out of sixth. So we're closer to sixth or seventh place this than This division is much better very than, than what it was last year. Remember how we talked about last year? When they were just playing Bad. against, and, and we're like, we're like, we can't get a true te- uh, read on how good this team is or how good they're not based on who they've been playing because they've been playing against like Austin that has like seven players opt out. Archie, you know, who's got who's Dynamo, uh, who's totally them. redoing them, they're, yeah. they're reinventing themselves, stuff like that. Yes, th- this is a much deeper division this season, and El Paso is the overall points leader in the entire USL. Really? Yes. One loss. Yes, they overtook Louisville or Pittsburgh. whoever from the east or yeah. Pittsburgh or something to to cuz they won, they beat Austin on Saturday or Sunday or whatever and they're the overall points leader. And I mean, we can't beat they're better than us right now, but they're not that much better than us right now. So, yeah. So and like we've won 4 out of 6 and with our two losses being to El Paso? Four out of six. Four out of six. Well, if we've lost two games in our last six to them, they're better than us right now. Yeah, oh yes, for sure. But they're also the points leaders in the entire thing. So, like, I'm not in a despondent way, but I am definitely, like, so far this season has been a disappointment. And a lot of it is just not being able to see the people that we want to see in the right, in the spots at the same time. You know, like... Yeah, for if you're not a soccer person... If you follow the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA more, like, soccer, the normal thing isn't that your players are constantly injured. Like, normally, you have a team, you might lose a player, you might lose two. Right? At your high school, at your college, your favorite European team, they're not deal. Like, Liverpool had a crisis. Right. But that was a crisis, because three or four guys got hurt. And we're at that, where it's like... So, where every injury report... It's four or five, and and well, I was thinking about it on the way over here, and like I played Division three soccer, right? Like, so maybe one through eleven, we were pretty good, but then when you drop off after like a like our number fourteen through nineteen or twenty player, like those guys were barely, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and um and like there were days where where we're training on a Tuesday or Wednesday, and four or five of our players have. Uh, like labs, like geology labs or biology labs, they're not at training sessions. They're and students. Like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, yeah, exactly. All, all of a sudden, our team, like, we can't even do a full training session. We can't play eleven v eleven. We can't, you know, like yeah. that's essentially what the essay, like, that's what it's been like a lot. You know, like when the injury report comes out, and there's four or five guys, and that's never an excuse. But you know, like that's part of the game. I don't think we've played the same starting eleven this year. That I I don't know whether that's true or not true, but that very no. Because we, that's very well may be true. It very well may be true. It was as a few few weeks ago, 
Maybe yeah. in the last two weeks. Yeah. That's everything on my list. Uh, and I think that's a good place for us to kind of end talking about, like, yes, it's been disappointing, but we are in a playoff position. It's on a knife's edge, though. Yes. Like, we are closer to sixth and out than we are from second and in. There you go. That's a good So point. we are doing, we're just barely hanging on. And we even have some games in hand uh, atop the people beneath us. Yes, that's a thing. That's a thing as well. So, it could go real right or it could go real wrong. Yeah, but this is a good transition. We have a good little stretch of games right here the next two weeks. There you go. This week, we are on the road at New York Red Bulls 2. Yes, sir. That traditionally has been good in the USL. They've won within the last five years, and they're always a power. But this year, they're in last place in their division. They are not good. Wow. They are... They are one of those teams that's like moving into the other league or whatever next year. And so we have them on Saturday. And then, then we have Real Salt Lake with the 17-year-old goalie who's in last place in our division Ooh. and has like one of the lowest point totals in the Western Conference. So we've got two games within a week of each other, but not like a Saturday-Wednesday. It's Saturday-Saturday. And so we should we, we, if we get six points out of this then that would put us in a good spot oh. going down this last part. That's what that's what I'm getting at. Not surprising that the two MLS2 teams are in last place, huh? Yeah, well, what? I mean, well, but think about it. New York Red Bulls has two as one, and Real Salt Lake won two years ago. They have. Yeah, so, I mean, like, traditionally, they have good youth. Just this year, I think they're transitioning, and, you know, they're like, new league, and... We're going to quit sinking money into the USL thing and yeah. until we move into our new league. It's not a good sign. But anyhow, yeah. Saturday at New York Red Bull 2. That's the game. 6, 6.30 kickoff, Henry, because oh, it's on the East Coast. Are you sure about that? 6.30 kickoff, East Coast. Really? Yep. Good, I can get to bed early. Yeah. I'm going to double check that. <laughs> what do you want to see Saturday night? Um, You know, you always ask me that question, and I don't think about it in terms of that. Like... <laughs> I just turn it on as a fan with kind of a blank slate. Like, I kind of go tabula rasa. You want to see the game. I just want to see, I just want to be, t- and actually, I'm going to be doing a staycation with my family out at the, um, out at the Hyatt Hill Country. So, yes, I do just want to be able to see the game. Maybe I'll get, Michelle's dad is real good with phones. Maybe he'll teach me how to get ESPN Plus on my phone. And you I don't watch. have a Roku? Yeah, not, not out of the, I don't think out of the Hyatt Hill Country they'll have ESPN take Plus. It with me. Oh, is that something you can do? Do you have a stick? We do. You unplug the stick and you plug the stick oh, in and then wow. you put in the Wi-Fi and boom. Holy mackerel. Yeah, all my vacations this summer. I could also just watch it Sunday morning when we come back from the hotel. But anyway. <gasps> oh, two so, pieces of information about that game. It's at 6 o'clock. 6.00. Okay. That's even 6.30. Okay. And they're not playing in the Red Bull Stadium. They're playing at... Montclair State University Soccer. Oh, they had a really good Division Three program when I was in college. Good enough to have a pro team play at their stadium. Yeah, they um, at uh, Pitzer Field. Oh, and also we Pit- have, Pitzer Field, Clayton. And also we have never played Red Bulls two before ever. Really? Yes. And we never will again because they're going out of our league. Yeah. Pitzer Field is in Montclair, New Jersey, and it's a soccer specific stadium called the Mini Fortress. Okay. How about that? Is that because their the Red Bulls stadium is called the Fortress? 
I don't think so. This uh, is completely <laughs> unaffiliated. All right, but that was the transition into where into where we're going. You know, like I said, fifteen games left, and it's hanging on a nice edge. And I I'm positive about it. You know what I want to see? Yeah, I want to see the Red Bulls too because that's where Tyler Adams played. It is. They're a legit players. New York City's a big city, and the Red Bulls get the best young players in New York. Yeah, their their academy has been good. You watch them play the Miami FC this year, right? Yes. They were quite good. Yeah, they were. And I think Red Bull 2's has had like some 6-1 wins and some 6-1 losses. Yeah, it's like when we lost to Tacoma like a couple years back when all their kids had just played in the Dallas Cup. You know what I'm saying? Like like they promote youth and then they sell their kid they, they sell their kids off. Kids are inconsistent. So, yeah. You got talent but you don't have experience, so you don't know what you're getting. I'm guessing. Oh, you want to do an over under? Let's do an over under. On the man, this is it's gonna be hard to do. <laughs> Just and tell me what you mean. Over Sorry. under on average age of Red Bulls two starting lineup. Oh. Over under twenty one. I'm gonna go under. Really? Yeah, it's a New York Red Bulls two. Yeah. See, I would say over, but. I don't know if we're going to be able to look it up and figure it out, but I mean, it would take it would take some. But that's what we're getting at. But like, it's listeners, a, that number is a that number is a young number, right? Yeah, like much younger than our number in SMC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is probably twenty six. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, it's going to be a bunch of kids with some. It's like my their minor league in the American baseball sense of minor league. Mm-hmm. So uh, free kicks. You got a free kick. I sure do. Free kick brought to you by Trevino Tile. Three generations. Trevino and Sons bringing you Trevino Tile, bringing you, taking care of, and delivering your tile needs. Look them up. Yep. Mention the pod. Sure. Go have a beer at the isolation bar. Yeah. Maybe maybe you get a discount. Maybe you don't. Have you hung with Willie lately? Yeah. I, I was there last week. <laughs> yeah. And he was moving some tile around the uh, around the garage, as a matter of fact. He really does have a tile company. It's no, not sh- just a sh- nope. front. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, me first. Yeah. Woo! You're like doing my role this week. This is weird. I know. Me with the numbers and the updates. I leave, I leave the country for two months <laughs> doing bullshit, and all of a sudden you're in charge. Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's story time, Clayton. Okay. You know a little of this story, but uh, we talked up the Gold Cup for the. The whole Gold Cup. It was a U.S. experimental roster. We got kids. We got MLS dudes. Friend of the... Not friend of the pod. Friend of mine. Hannah's friend. Maddie Turner in goal. And the final was Sunday night. Uh, you know the whole story, but just tell the listeners because I want to share. It was a great game. I was down in Mexico on vacation. Down in the city I live in. And there's a cantina called La, El Norteño, which means the northerner. Willie would have really fit in at the cantina. Because it was half Americans, half Mexicans. And as the game went on, it was zero, 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 zero. And I was like, if we score a goal, I'm just running out the door. And it was those bar, it was those cantina doors, you know, the swinging doors. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to run around the plaza. I got to. That's the only thing you can do. 117th minute winner from Miles Robinson. USA 1, Mexico 0. And I ran out in the plaza a little bit. Because I had to come back in to make sure he was onside. We, <laughs> but it was worth the whole trip for that moment. We we've been Mexico twice this summer. You, me. Well, we the United States of America. We beat them twice. Yeah, yeah. We beat them twice. We won two trophies with our at their at their expense, and like 
we way more people in Mexico take that ser- more seriously than we do here in the United States. Yes, true. What um what's the attitude down there about the coach? I was surprised they're sticking with him because notoriously they will fire a coach just like for what what do they call their federations the Mexican Federation of FMF, football FMF yeah foot yeah Federación Mexicana de Football the you know Tata went like twenty seven and zero in his first twenty seven games yeah and now he's lost some games so I I I thought he'd get fired. Uh-huh. After Did the you Na- really? yeah, after the Nations League, because this is our B team and their A team. It's like yeah, the JV squad beating the varsity. Yeah, and granted, they were missing three or four players. Who they were missing that little forward from Spain, Linez. Um, it was like nineteen. Yeah, yeah, that scored against us at the Nations League game. Did he? Yeah, remember when they subbed him on against Reem? They immediately put Tata, Tata immediately put him on <laughs> against right, Reem, yeah. and then he cut in on his yeah. left foot and scored against us. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I, I thought I'd tune that out because there were so many positives, but yeah, that was a negative. And um, and then obviously Chucky had gotten in that terrible head collision thing. Or and Raul Jimenez. Yeah, and Raul Jimenez. But yeah, were, but those weren't like those are injuries, right? And those happen in soccer. Yeah, the U.S. had. 15 players just not go on purpose. So, Um, so my free kick is my boy is starting his, uh, for his first foray into organized soccer this year. And I'm, I'm debating about whether or not I should be the volunteer coach. (laughs) I, I, I don't, I want to, but I don't want to at the same time. And like, I, I don't want to ruin things for him. Like that's the most important thing for me is like that I don't ruin things, and I have this fear that I will. But like, but also at the same time, I like I also think I can convey a, a really a, like a great a great love for it as well. And so I'm torn. I don't know what to do. Do Do you have any guidance? Number one, get friend of the pod Alex's kid Xander on that team. Oh well, I mean, what's that? What's their age? So my boy, anyway, that kid must sleep with a soccer ball. He's like, Messi's really having a down year. I'm like, you're four. Well, how do you know that Messi? Who Messi is, and much less that he's having a down year. Uh, I mean, I I I kind of told you this before recording. Like, I've not I've coached my kid, and I've not coached my kid, and I'm very good about making it fun. So like. I would rather coach and control the environment because I, that's the reason I do. Do I have to go buy like a bag of balls and all that stuff and like be and cones and stuff or like? No. Okay. I do coach my kid because I don't want someone else to ruin it. Like if it's gonna oh, get ruined, I'll ruin it. All right, there we go. I guess that's what I was kind of getting at. Do you know that's, soccer? I I know enough to teach four to keep four year olds. I think generally happy. Well, well, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, start. I think I can. Because do the that. problem is, like, do you want to coach your kid or do you want to make sure your kid likes soccer? So yeah, that, like for I, me, I, I had one coach. I just watched one practice, and they put them in lines, and the kids are standing there picking their butts. Forty-five minutes later, the kids have just been standing around for forty-five minutes, and I'm like, "This is brutal. I wouldn't want to do that." Yeah. Well, my kids. I mean, I can share. I don't know if you care, but like freeze tag. Uh, what's that thing in the pool? Sharks and minnows. Yes, right. Marco, no. Bar- yes. Knockout. 
where you knock the ball out of the box. And, you know, knock to, it. Where they're staying active the whole time. That's the whole point is that they're active out there, Sweat, correct? Sweat, have fun, be competitive. Pulisic out, Pulisic out, Pulisic subbed out. No, that's Kepa coming in maybe. But, you know, uh, no, Steve at Alma Heights has, when you go to the field there, there's uh, uh freaking storage shed uh-huh. with cones, balls. Okay, pennies. all right, so that's not a prerequisite that I got to go no. and get myself a clipboard and a if, whistle. If and you practice, well, you might need those two. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my free, oh, man, that's my free kick. That's what I, that's what I got. I don't have, like, there's soccer going on all the time. There was Olympics. There's. The club season's all starting, but that's what's on my mind right now. Four-year-olds. Four-year-old as it soccer. should be. As it should be. Yeah. Puro San Antonio. Like, Make it fun. On? Like, Keep what's going fun. on here? Okay. Yeah. All right, my man. Well, Saturday, 6 o'clock. Yeah, for sure. Second half of the season begins. Yeah, I hope all our listeners that are listening or do listen uh, get a little motivated from listening to us talk, and hopefully that they're... We see them out there at the games. We'll be having some tailgates. Hell yeah. Probably. Three games in a row. It's We go late into October as the regular season. I'm really looking forward when the weather gets like like really palatable and stuff. And like we can get out like cook some brats and, you know, and like have a playoff push. You know, it hadn't been that bad this summer. No, it hasn't. It hasn't that was part that of my bad. overall, look, you can see on my notes. Overall game experience, the, the weather has not been in, not. weather has been on the pleasantries. Under the bridge has been just fine. Yeah, I have not been sweating my you know what's off. Yeah. All right, Clayton. Thanks for coming over and All day right. drinking with me. Well done, my man. Buenos dias, San Antonio.